We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 378. Unlike other Grand Prix riders, our guest today didn't follow the traditional path of North American Youth Championships or Junior Jumper teams. In fact, she didn't ride her first jumper class until she was 18 years old. But what sets her apart is her unyielding belief in herself and determination to succeed. She started as an equitation rider in California, and her journey took a pivotal turn when she took a chance and stepped on a plane to Wellington, Florida. She met at American Olympian Lauren Huff and got connected with an amazing opportunity for a working student position. She grew and gained more experience and eventually led to her jumping the CSI five-star major league show jumping teams, as well as conquering meter 50 classes and having huge dreams and aspirations for the future. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Emma Marlowe. Hi, Emma. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Let's start from the beginning. Tell me how you first got started in the horse world. So I'm from Southern California originally. Uh, My mom was a professional. So I've been riding horses since I can remember. Um, We always grew up with ponies in our backyard and we did all the local horse shows. My sister and I, my mom ran a lesson barn. So honestly, for as long as I can remember, horses were around me and I was on top of one. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. Like you were saying, your mom ran a lesson facility. And so obviously you grew up as the trainer's kid. Um, How would you say being the trainer's kid impacted your career? Like what, what opportunities did you get that made a difference in your early career? Yeah, I think I was really lucky that my mom was a professional and loved the horses. I think that that made it much easier for me. Um, We grew up pretty locally and mostly doing lower level B and C rated horse shows. Um, Nothing super fancy, kind of always had whatever ponies and horses we could find. Um, We didn't have a lot of financial backing. So we did it on a, on a smaller level. Um, But looking back now, I'm really grateful for that because I really just always was around horses and I did it because I loved them and Mm -hmm. that still sticks with me today. Um, but for sure having my mom support me is really helpful. Yeah. And and you've had to work hard for the opportunities to ride and show. I know you, um, had at one point been a working student and you started at a young age. Um, how did you decide to become a working student and what was that experience like? Yeah. So I knew when I was around like 15, I, I only kind of had limited experience, not done a lot of shows on the A circuit. Like I said, financially, we couldn't do much more. So I knew, okay, I needed to go be a working student. Um, So I kind of made a list of anyone in California that I would want to go work for. At the time, I was only doing hunters and equitation. So I made my list and I reached out to a few different trainers. Basically, I just like Facebook messaged them, um, which is funny. And I reached out to Leslie Steele on Facebook and she at first, funny enough, said she wasn't looking, but I was convinced her to just meet with me anyways. 
And I went to her barn and I basically was like, I'll clean stalls. I'll do anything just in trade for lessons. And she gratefully enough took me on and I went to um, thermal with her that winter when I was, I think, 15. And it just kind of took off from there. Leslie was the first person who really believed in me and she gave me endless opportunities in the hunters and equitation and my junior career. And I'm wouldn't be here without her. And I'm really grateful that she believed in me from the start. Mm -hmm. I think she knew I was willing to like do anything and she saw how passionate I was. And I think that's, that's what it takes. And I think if you come with that and you're really genuine and you really will work hard and do anything, someone will help you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, when I was a junior, I was lucky enough then to get help from other professionals and David Bustios and Pam Stewart. They gave me a horse for most of my junior career that took me to indoors. And then Don Stewart helped me a lot. And I was a bit of a working student for him as well. And so it kind of, Leslie kind of set me up for so many more opportunities. And so I'm really lucky that I was able to do all that as a junior. Mm-hmm. And, and it really all came from, from being a working student. I know that catch riding has been a big part of your development as a rider. Uh, what were your experiences like as a catch rider? And for maybe someone listening who is wanting to develop to become a catch rider, what skills do you feel like you need to have in order to be successful on horses that you don't know very well? That's a good question. I think the biggest skills you need to have in catch riding is just a lot of patience. Um, being very calm and trusting that, you know, you can get on any horse at any given time in, in the equitation hunters and get to know them and deliver, you know, a smooth, nice ride for the horse and for those owners or trainers or whatever the situation may be. When you're a working student, you know, you don't own a horse. So mostly you're going to be on catch rides all the time. And I think nowadays, like that is a very popular thing. And you see a lot of working students catch riding. And I think it's a great opportunity for someone. And it teaches you so many skills of how to get on and adapt to any horse really quickly. I'm so excited to talk about this brand. They are brand new and they have nano CBD products for cats, dogs, horses, but also for us equestrians. The CEO started really with having chronic back pain and was trying to find ways to relieve that and still be able to ride and feel good in the saddle. As you may or may not know, CBD can really help with pain, inflammation, anxiety, and stress, which I would say at times all of us have. So these products are really, really incredible. You can get a sample kit, which really gives the the full spectrum of products, which I really like. I've been through two now. And the sample box includes the Relief Muscle and Joint Gel, which is like a roll-on gel, and it has a thousand milligrams of CBD per ounce. But what I really love are their Riders Relief Vegan Gummies. It's like a 30 count pack and you you know can decide up to 25 milligrams to 50 milligrams and um, really just as a, as a good way with less calories and less sugar but a good amount of CBD. Um, they also have dog treats and more muscle and joint relief. So they really do have some incredible products that are specifically catered to 
horses, dogs, cats, but also equestrians um, with the owner, Emily, being an equestrian herself. So I really, really highly recommend this product. It is Rider's Relief. So for more information, they are just launching and really took the time to launch um, to really come out with some clean and really effective products. So for more information, visit their website at ridersrelief.com. That's R-I-D-E-R-S relief.com. You spent... I, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like most of your early career in the hunters and the equitation, you hadn't really done much in the jumpers, right? No, I, up until I was 18, I never did any jumpers. I maybe here or there had one catch ride in like the children's jumpers, but yeah. I really never did any jumpers until I was 18 and I moved to the East coast. And I knew when I was a junior, I always wanted to do the jumpers, but Again, I was a working student and I was so lucky and grateful to have the opportunities that I had, but they were mainly just equitation hunters. Gotcha. Yeah. What was that transition like for you? Because when you were 18, you definitely made a switch. Um, how did you feel like your riding had to adapt and change? Yeah. What was the transition like for you? Yeah. Like I said, I, I only did the hunters and equitation. So then when I was 18, I was lucky enough to get a wild card to the George Morris Horse Mastership Clinic, which was a jumper clinic um, here in Wellington. And I went to that clinic, which was an unbelievable clinic. It changed my life. And now, then I, through that clinic, I met um, Lauren Huff. And then that's how I got the job where I'm at today, which is Trelawney Farm. And that's Kara Rather Carey and Niall Carey. And they're a jumper-based farm. And so when I came to them, I had just hunter and equitation experience. And they really taught me all I really know in the jumpers and gave me that foundation. And it was actually a really hard change for me. I came and I, I've said in the past that I really had to relearn a lot of things. And I say that in the best way possible, because I think the equitation gives you a great foundation and it really does teach you so much that you use in the jumpers. But at the same time, I had to really relearn so much stuff and it is a hard transition and it's a lot more technical and a lot more connection and a different style of riding. So I think it's great if you can incorporate the jumpers and the equitation together at the same time, because it is definitely a bit of a change when you go from the equitation, the hunters and that style of riding to jumpers. I feel like um, a lot of people may say that obviously one of the biggest differences of the jumpers is just the the pace change did you feel like there was a moment especially as you know like a lot of sports where they're a little bit more on the extreme end it helps when you start early and you're like younger and a little bit more fearless did you feel like there was that learning curve in the sense of like oh my gosh this is like not scary but this is like a little intimidating going at these fences at this pace yeah absolutely I used to um go very slow and I always had lots of time faults and I would actually I'd always feel like I was going very fast but as I was told I was going very fast but very like wide everywhere Mm. so now I've learned to if you just fix your track it makes things a lot easier but for sure I mean the equitation the hunters is ridden at a completely different pace so then when you're trying to jump big jumps and ride at a much faster tempo it's a very big adjustment Um, so it just, it definitely just takes time and and getting used to, but I have to say, I never was that fearful. I think I always, for some reason have been very like 
nothing really scares me. And I think mm-hmm. that for the jumpers, you do have to have that a little bit, especially in the beginning when you're trying to learn how to do it. Fear is, is for sure. We all have things that we're worried about, but I, I can't say that I was ever too scared in the ring. What do you feel like are some of the programs and pathways that you advocate for? Because I know something that something that I've seen that you're really passionate about is helping young riders find their way and get the right start to becoming a professional, because I think that's something that you did, um, you know, like very intentionally and, and made a lot of effort towards finding your own way as a young professional. So what would you say are some uh, pathways that that you really advocate for? Yeah, I'm really passionate about that side of the industry and my story because I really would not be where I am without the pathways and the opportunities that are out there right now. Um, Like I said, from starting as a working student to the George Morris Clinic that USEF um, created, that clinic, first being a working student, but then getting to a wild part to that clinic, like that clinic truly changed my life. Like I met professionals in that clinic that I look up to. It was the top US riders that did the clinic. And through that clinic, I met Lauren Huff. And then through meeting Lauren, she connected me with the job I have now. And I really think for people that don't come from financial backing or come from smaller programs, there there has to be a way for them to reach this higher level. And there's so many different jobs in the industry and there just needs to be a pathway that people can follow um, and that anyone can do. And I'm also, my sister was a part of the Emerging Athletes Program, the EAP, and she won the EAP, which is how she also got to do that clinic in Wellington. And I know the EAP is still running now as well. And it's it's a really big program. And I think those programs are, are truly like life-changing opportunities for people like me. And I know that there's so many people out there that don't know how they can even be a working student or how they could be a barn manager, whatever the job is. And those programs are essential. And we need, I think, to talk about them more, promote them more. And also a big thing for me is those two programs are great. But I think as well, after those programs, there needs to be better pathways because there are a lot of professionals out there that do want to help and will help. And I think if we just brought more attention to it and got a few more people interested, I think there's a lot of really good that we could create. And there's a lot of professionals that we could bring up. And I think that that is what the industry needs. Definitely. I don't know about you, but whether it is nail inspiration, different style, home decor, or equestrian lifestyle, horse girl energy, I always get my inspiration from Pinterest. And I don't know if you knew this, but Pinterest is actually not a social media platform, but a search engine. It took me a while to really utilize Pinterest and understand the importance of it for business. My friend Kayla White over at Studio 31 just recently launched the Pin Studio, which is a -a one-of-a-kind service within the equine community that helps grow your business and generate more leads and sales than all of your social media platforms combined through the search engine of Pinterest. 
It's also perfect timing because it is right in time for the holidays, which is a great opportunity to show up um, for holiday sales and really be everywhere. She offers consulting or full management through Pinterest. And if you are interested in making more of a robust marketing plan for this holiday season, you should check her out. It is the Pin Studio over at Studio 31 Gallery. That's studio, the number 31, gallery.com for more information. Right now, you can also book a free consultation call to really get an overview about what Kayla offers and what she can do for your business through Pinterest. So again, that's studio31gallery.com. She has been working on my Pinterest account and I am so excited to share the progress. It has already been amazing and so eye-opening. All right, let's get back to the episode. You've had, you've been, you know, pretty competitive in the U25 division. Uh, to what do you owe your success in that division? Yeah, that division, I think, is a great opportunity for young riders. That was a big goal of mine to be able to be a part of. Um, I was really lucky with some opportunities here that Kara and Niall and Trelawney has given me. Um, I'm really grateful to have been a part of that. It's taught me a lot. Um, I think it's a really good division here in Wellington for young riders to be a part of to it's extremely competitive and i think i owe my success to the people around me and the horses that i've been um had have had the opportunities to ride what would you say is next for you what are you most excited about coming up i'm excited for the future i think that the new major league show jumping um series that they have in north america is really exciting i was lucky enough to be on two teams and get to do it in the past few years um i think it's a really exciting addition i like i said in the beginning of this didn't do jumpers till i was 18 so i didn't do any young riders or pre-to-states or team competitions so for me who's my goals are to ride for us on teams and championships and i want to ride at the highest level but I didn't have that team experience when I was young. So I think the new major league getting to ride on a team and learn that format and that system is a really good stepping stone. Um, it's also un unbelievable to ride against some of the best riders in the world, have them on your team. Um, I think it's really good for the sport in America. Hopefully it'll also encourage other people to want to own horses that can be a part of that. I think that we need to encourage more people to want to be, involved in owning horses for the sport and for the u.s teams and i think obviously it's very expensive to own a horse compete a horse in america versus europe but i think if there's more of a format and a system and goals that people can be a part of and owners can be a part of that that will encourage that so i think i'm really excited for that and i'm also stepping into training more now as well um i'm so lucky to work alongside and get help and train with Paul O'Shea. Um, he's an incredible rider and horseman. And so I think now I'm stepping also more into the training aspect of the industry. I do help a few people now and I really enjoy it. It's really actually super fulfilling for me to be able to teach someone things that I've learned and explain it in a way that I feel would really help someone. And to see that and see, see them move along is really exciting for me. I would also like to develop young horses, do sale horses, and kind of just take that next step in my career. 
What would you say is something that you are especially passionate about in the industry that you feel people either don't talk a lot about or know enough about? I think, like I said, I circle back to the programs and the pathways. Um, I It's just, I'm really passionate about it. And I know that when I'm in a position one day to help someone or create more programs, I can't wait to do that. It's really the first thing I want to do is give back. And I just think that there's so much room for that to grow. And I, I'm really passionate about growing that. Definitely. Yeah. In that respect, like looking down the road, let's say five to 10 years, where would you hope the industry would be in terms of having those like pathways and more of, you know, cause you look at other sports that are yeah. a lot more developed and, and that pathway to the top of the sport is a lot more clear. Um, yeah. where, where would you hope that the horse world is in five to 10 years? I hope that it's more accessible to young riders. Um, I hope that there's more programs that can bring up riders again to different pathways in the industry I think it is going to go that way. I think if there's enough people out there that get together who share the same visions as I do, and you look at all the top riders in the U.S. right now, a lot of them grew up with similar stories, similar backgrounds. They got to where they are. They have to help the upcoming generation so that the sport only grows for everyone, them included. So hopefully it heads in that positive direction and hopefully we can make a change and and really improve it in that sense. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Well, Emma, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story. I think what you're doing is so exciting and it's such a great example to other young professionals out there that anything is possible with a lot of work and taking the time to find the right people to be in your corner. And I think you've done that so well. So thank you again for taking the time and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.